last year was quite an experience. Um, in the spring and summer of 2017, Citizens Media TV, I covered probably the most comprehensive out of anyone, the second tier candidates in the Democratic primary for New Jersey governor. Um, so basically this means everybody except for Phil Murphy, John Wisniewski, and Jim Johnson. Uh, so this includes Mark Zinna, Bill Brennan, Seth Caperdale, Ray Lesniak, and uh, Lisa McCormick. And even on the uh, Republican side, Matt Riccardi, uh, jo Joseph Rudy Rulo, and Stephen Rogers, I did some interviews with all of them. Uh, the coolest thing, like the highlight of the whole summer, there was a few of them, but one of them was that I moderated a debate with Bill Brennan, Mark Zinna, Stephen Rogers, and Joseph Rudy Rulo as a protest debate in front of the official ELEC debate at Stockton University. ELEC is the Election Law Enforcement Commission of New Jersey, and they had two debates. But you have to reach a very high threshold of like $400,000 in your campaign account in order to step foot into this debate. So it, you know, you have to have money in order to get in. But the thing is, is that the spirit is supposed to be that you earn this money get from voters. So it's what your donation should be from the citizens of New Jersey. But unfortunately, it also allows you to just simply donate your own money into your campaign account and that if you so if you donate four hundred thousand dollars into your account then you can get into the debate so we did a protest debate outside right outside the building while or right before this debate was about to start with Bill Brennan Mark Zinna on the Democratic side Joseph Rudy Rulo and Stephen Rogers on the Republican side they could not reach that threshold so we did a protest debate and it was an amazing experience and I would be lying if I said that this was not possible unless I met Bill Brennan. So Bill Brennan is the other big thing that happened last summer, which is he took me around to cover much of it exclusively uh, the citizens complaints that he brought against David Sampson, who was the former New Jersey Attorney General appointed by Chris Christie and the former head of the chairman of the New York, New Jersey Port Authority. And while in this position, he used this to basically bribe, not a bribe, extort American Airlines that if they would not uh, do this flight between, uh, I guess, Trenton and his home in, I forget the state, South Carolina, that this flight, if he didn't have this flight available to him, then he would not approve a hangar at, I believe, Newark Airport. So this flight made very little money for the airline, but they kept it going just for David Sampson, and he even admits that he used his authority to do this. Um, so that was just an incredibly interesting experience that Bill Brennan put a citizen's complaint saying that David Sampson was, uh, I forget the official misconduct, uh, which is a mandatory five years in jail. But Bill Brennan was told that he did not have standing 
So there were fireworks between the judge and Bill Brennan, which I filmed. It's all on Citizens Media TV, http citizensmedia.tv. Uh, just click on the Bill Brennan v. Uh, David Sampson tag. Uh, and all of our coverage is there, including the videos, and you can watch them uh, bat it out. So that was the other thing. So the moderating the debate was one. Following Bill Brennan in the trials was another. Uh, his hearings, uh, just stuff I had never experienced before. And the other thing was interviewing all of these candidates. I did a full, long-form interview with Mark Zinna. Uh, I wanted to do one with Bill, but we were just so busy with doing other things that we never got around to doing it. And Ray Lesniak. I also did some small interviews with Seth Caperdale uh, I, uh, and Mark, Matt Riccardi. Uh, I also did a very long, uh, a long-form interview with Lisa McCormick. Wrote a big article about with her about it, and a few days later, she dropped out of the race before she submitted her ballot petition, which was a little upsetting. Um, so now, Ray Lesniak. Ray Lesniak. We did a long interview. I wrote a big article about him, and he's been at the forefront of environmental issues for his whole career. He's been. He was in Congress. He just left. He ran for governor, didn't win for the Democratic primary, and did not rerun for his seat. He's been in Congress for decades. Um, but during his career as a state senator, he was at the forefront of a lot of really important environmental legislation. The Pinelands Preservation Act in uh, uh, 1979, he uh, sponsored the Safe, Water, Safe Drinking Water Act, the Pinelands Development Credit Programs to something to do with um, uh, keeping pristine land uh, safe, but balancing it with business issues. I'm honestly not exactly sure what that particular one is. And his ECRA Act, his Environmental Cleanup Remediation Act, uh, which forces companies to, they cannot sell a property until, the pro until that property is cleaned up of any environmental issues. Now, 13 years after it was created, it was created in 1980, and then in 1993, that law was basically watered down, but, I, but not ridiculously so, to the ISRA law. I don't know what that stands for, but it's basically the same thing, but it just takes off some of the financial burden to companies. And when I asked Ray about it, he said basically he'd rather too strict. The first version was too strict, which is a good way to err. Well, that's the side you should be erring on, and then it was perfected with the ISRA law. So um, it's not as strong, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so, so today we're going to talk about the uh, settlement between the Chris Christie administration, who just got out and now it's Phil Murphy, is now the governor of New Jersey. So between the Christie administration and ExxonMobil to reduce what the Department of Environmental Protection, New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, determined that there was $8.9 billion in damages, and the Christie administration settled with the ExxonMobil, with ExxonMobil to reduce that by 97% to about $225 million. Um, so let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Epstein, Citizens Media TV and People Conversations, and I'm here with Ray Lesniak just retired uh, state led, uh, state assembly? No, what is it? State Senators are 40 Senator. years. 
All right, State Senator. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, – let's just get right into it. So good to talk with you again, Senator. Well, it's my pleasure. Anytime uh, you want me to speak to your audience about what I have done, what I plan on doing, even though I'm retired from the Senate, I plan on keeping active on the issues that matter to me and to the people of the state of New Jersey. Great. All right, so tonight we are talking about uh, the Exxon settlement with New Jersey. Um, so you want to just get right into it, or you want me to give a little bit of background? Uh, well, maybe I should give the background, um, uh, because um, what, what everyone needs to know is that this case, which has been going on for 10 years now, uh, involves over 100 years of damage to natural resources by Exxon and its uh, successor company, ExxonMobil, uh, to the areas at its refinery in Linden and um, and Bayonne. It's the largest uh, natural resource damage case in the history of the state of New Jersey. And during the trial, the uh, state of New Jersey put on expert testimony um, uh, uh, estimating the, ta- the damage, the natural resource damage at 8.9 billion dollars um, and after weeks of testimony uh, when the trial was concluded before the judge gave his decision um, a settlement was was made by the Christie administration with ExxonMobil for instead of 8.9 billion dollars for 225 million dollars that's three cents on the dollar Plus, 97% discount. Yeah. But it's worse. Jeff, it's worse. Because they threw in 16 Exxon facilities throughout New Jersey, letting them off the hook for natural resources damages at those facilities. And we have no idea, the public has no idea, of the damage assessments at those facilities. I have opened those um, uh, assessments that, that um, they're called screening uh, forms and have yet to receive a response. How long ago did you do that? Oh, you know, um, I, I did that months ago and I couldn't take a, an appeal at that time, but I am now. Uh, we have a new DEP and I'm hoping that next week I'll actually get those damage assessments. It would not surprise me, Jeff that in some cases there are none, that they don't even exist. But well, the bottom you, line, you, the, you, you as a lawyer, you as yeah. a lawyer obviously know that if they don't give you satisfactory upper requests, you can sue them and get reimbursed if you win. Yeah, but, you know, and, uh, you're, you're right, but I'm not looking to be reimbursed. I'm doing all this pro bono on my own. What no, I'm but I just, to I just started. yeah, I mean, as, as a journalist, as a journalist, yes. That has come across where uh, I was denied an OPRA request, and I can mm. hire a lawyer for free because they get reimbursed because of the OPRA law, the public request law. Uh, so, you know, if, you know, if you know one of those lawyers who do it for free, that's fine. Uh, but I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking to, to uh, expose uh, this settlement, the 16 other facilities that were included in, the, uh, in this three cents on a dollar settlement. And, and here's the real kicker. 
Um, there's a requirement that uh, Exxon has uh, an obligation for the signed administrative consent order to clean up Morris Creek in, in Linden. Um, and the spill fund requires prompt cleanup. Now, I understand that prompt cleanup uh, sometimes take 10 years, 20 years, maybe even sometimes more. But the settlement says they don't have to clean up Morris Creek until refinery operations cease on the site, which could be forever. These are clear legal um, uh, viola violations of law that were in the settlement that so far neither I nor the environmental groups who have also appealed have been able to get heard uh, because uh, the courts have ruled that we don't have standing that basically the only people who have standing are the state and Exxon, meaning we can't this even sanity. Insane. So, insanity. So, stan so standing, yeah. standing. A couple of things. Oprah law is sure. the New Jersey public requests law, yes. public yes. records request law. Standing, um, which I experienced for the first time with Bill Brennan this summer, is that mm -hmm. you are allowed by the court to even walk into the door to, to. Uh, put the charge, I don't know uh, the term, you, that you are allowed to give intervene. a lawsuit or intervene. 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 So you are allowed yeah. to even walk in the door. So it's, yeah. not that you, it's not that whatever you want has merit or doesn't have merit. If you don't have standing, you're not even allowed into the door to even say what is bothering you. And that is so troubling. And what really is troubling me, uh, today was the filing deadline for our new attorney general, our new governor, to file their response to my appeal to the New Jersey Supreme Court to be heard. Um, my appeal as well as uh, a uh, handful of environmental groups. And inexplicably, and to my great consternation and disappointment, um, the Murphy administration says, no, you don't have a right to be heard. Um, that's a wait, wait, wait. They, they, they said they, you don't have a right, or they just didn't file to even... No, they filed and said there is no... They, you do not have a right to intervene. What? Now, I was, I was hoping... Are these Murphy it. appointees, or are these lesser yeah, no, Murphy yeah, appointees? Is, oh, no, this is the Attorney General of the state of New Jersey. Uh, and, who, by the way, who's a good guy. I love him. He's great on every other thing. My only explanation is, I, 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 I can think of two. Uh, number one is, they want, by the way, this money, this $225 million, will be tied up until the case is ultimately decided. Um, and with Exxon, they're, they're so litigious, 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 whatever the word, litigious. Um, <laughs> You're the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not the uh, English. I graduated from law school, not from, uh, from English uh, uh, literature or whatever, but in any event, um, that this could be tied up for years, and it will be. But that, but we shouldn't be selling out so cheaply just because we want the money now. Down to budget. Well, okay, you know? so let me ask let me ask you a few questions because sure, you know. Hold on, hold on, uh, Jeff. I got to make one other point. It also could be uh, that they just don't want. They feel that they have a good faith obligation to uphold the settlement that they already agreed to. 
Now, I've, you know, great, the Attorney General graciously met with me and Ed Lloyd, who is representing the environmental groups. Um, he uh, used to be a commissioner, about, a pilot's commissioner. No, no, no. The former Bergen County uh, prosecutor. Go on. Oh, okay. Go on. Oh, Ed Lloyd. Ed Lloyd. Oh, no, Ed Lloyd, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, Ed Lloyd is, yes. And Lloyd yes. got found. Oh, yes. He still is? He still is a pilot's commissioner? Oh, is he still on? Yeah, but he's... he's no, I don't know. Those. I just... I, just, I, I don't know. The, he he's a good lawyer. I know the Chris, Yeah, Christy tried to bounce him. I don't know if he's still on there, but he's outvoted anyway. But I do believe that new appointments by um, uh, by Governor Murphy will, will, will turn that around. However, uh, and I, I do believe it. I, I, I This is a head-scratcher. Uh, they also could believe that they have a good faith moral, moral, if you will, uh, legal obligation, throw the moral out of there, to uphold the settlement that they agreed to. Now, I express my opinion that no, you don't, uh, because the settlement is void, what we call in the law, ab initio, from the beginning, because they violated uh, the spill funds requirement that cleanups be done promptly, and also that um, all of these other sites are required under this, uh, under the spill fund to be subject to the settlement public comment. And Jeff, you know this. How can you comment on a settlement of 16 sites when you have been denied access to what the damages are in, in the sites? So I'm on. We're on good legal ground. Uh, unfortunately, um, the the attorney general and so far the courts have upheld the technicality that this is really just between DEP and ExxonMobil and the public doesn't have a right to be heard. That's the bigger. That's even the bigger issue here uh, that that we're litigating, and that's why we're fighting so hard. Well, most of your document, I would say two thirds of your document. I don't know when you submitted it or if it's current or if you already submitted it. The one you sent me that's that's like eighty pages long. About two thirds of it is spent on validating, or not, or not valid, discussing your standing. Yes. So well, that doesn't even doesn't even well, discuss. You well, because if you can't get in the front door, you you, you can't be heard. So you got to get in the front door first. Yes. Okay. So a few questions. Um, the. This this nine point eight point nine billion dollars was for two was for two uh, sites, correct? That was only for the two sites. Bayonne, Bayonne. Bayonne. So now it's expanded to five sites or something like that, and no, and they have no, no 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 sixteen other facilities throughout New Jersey and over one thousand gasoline stations. Right. So okay. So that was my question. So sixteen facilities are not gas stations, or they're like either processing plants or larger places. So sure. that eight point nine only included the two, but the uh, the fifteen or sixteen other places was not included, so we're obviously over $8.9 billion. And then after, I believe, after the appeal or at the end of the, not the appeal, after the initial uh, not decision because they made the settlement at that time, um, it, then the 1,000 uh, gas stations were brought into, the, into it. No, 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 no. The settlement included the 16 additional facilities for which we do not have the damage assessments from DEP, and we've been not been, been denied that uh, on 
what they say is attorney-client privilege, as you're well aware of, and the 1,000, uh, more than 1,000 gasoline stations, they were not litigated. You're, you're right that they were not litigated. They were not part of the $8.9 billion damage claim. They were thrown in only at the settlement. Right. Okay. So the point being that 8.9 is a vast underestimation because that was only considering two major refinery sites. And then they chopped that down 97%. And then Christie brags that has bragged that this is the biggest settlement of its kind in state history and the second largest, largest natural resource damage settlement with a single company in U.S. history. So they obviously, you know, they, they calculated that very carefully so they could brag like that. But it's doing it's also, nothing. It's also the largest natural damage claim in the history of the entire country. The original claim? The the $8.9 billion claim for that. over 100 years of damage to natural resources in Linden and Bayonne at the refineries there is the largest pollution natural damage claim in the history of the entire United States. And is a vast underestimation. Um, I mean, it is. You're, they're only considering two sites. When oh, after oh, oh, including the other sites? Well, I, I, I have to say the other 16 sites do not come to this magnitude. But nevertheless, um, they were thrown in there uh, w- without um, a comment from the public that is required under, under the skull fund. They've just totally violated the law and are hiding behind this shield of, that no one has standing to challenge. The only way that we would be able, under the, the current rulings, to be heard is that there was collusion. Uh, there's that collusion word again. <laughs> collusion between DEP and, and Exxon, that there was some um, corrupt uh, intent in, um, in in making this uh, settlement. And you know how difficult that is, too. That's the possibility. Right. Okay. okay. So so this 97% discount is obviously, it's not even a pittance. I mean, letting let alone that, that it's not even going to be Jeff, spent. Jeff, it's not even Jeff. going to be spent, like you said. It's, Wait, ExxonMobil Exxon is walking away from this settlement with money in its pocket. Of course. It's just uh, they're paying money in its fine. pocket. No, but they they don't they're not going to have to clean up Morris Creek, which is a hundreds of millions of dollars cleanup. So they're actually made money on this settlement. Okay, so again, in the description notes, I put a video which I sent to you originally of uh, David. Uh, the name skips my mind at the moment. Tyt investigates. Um, he talks about how Exxon Mobil gave a lot of money to the Christie administration through their, uh, their lob- they hired a lobbying firm, and that lobbying firm, right before the settlement occurred, wanted, Christie's chief of staff went into that lobbying firm with, like, some exclusive contract. And they also gave, like, $2 million to the Republican Governors Association, which Christie ran for a while. So there's a lot of money connection. And, so- uh, and, and his chief of staff left to join this lobbying firm that Exxon also uses right before the settlement occurred. So this is why the public 
doesn't believe politicians, any of us, and I am one, because things like this happen. This this tarnishes every. I I, I get I get shit. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, even because I'm fighting on this, because I'm a politician, I must be some. I must have whatever. So, and, and this is what's bad about politics in America, because things like this happen. And if we don't have access to the courts, it just it, it will just perpetuate the the public's belief that you know it doesn't matter who we vote for, it do, you know the the government's going to do bad things no matter what. So I just give up. That's what have, that's the other thing I'm fighting for. You can have your red flavored money party or your blue flavored money party. You know it's it's true. I, I happen to think that the. Uh, the red folks are worse than the blue folks, but you know, we're, we, we have plenty of blame to go around as well, that's for sure. Um, okay, so where does it go from here? That document you gave me, that 80-page 80, that 80 legal document, when did yes. you submit that, or when are you going to submit that? No, no, that's been submitted uh, actually, actually right now because the uh, Attorney General put their um, Exxon. I haven't seen Exxon's, but the Attorney General uh, uh uh, filed their reply brief today. Those reply briefs are due, or were due today, and then I believe we have ten days to file our um, our our reply to their reply brief. So I'm probably going to ask for a short extension because of the holidays and holy the holidays uh, coming up. But um, but most significantly, I must mention is that the uh, New Jersey Senate and Assembly will be filing amicus briefs on our behalf, on behalf of the public. Yeah, that, that, that should balance and counterbalance, hopefully, the uh, Attorney General's position that we don't have standing. So, um, And it is, does that brief yeah. support you, or does that brief support the environmental groups? Or no, both? both, 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 absolutely both. They'll be, you know what, it, it's supporting the public. It's supporting the people's right to be heard to challenge this settlement and and to show the violations of law as to why uh, the court should reject the settlement. So so this this not having standing. I mean it it really does remind me of of citizen complaints, which is what Bill Brennan's specialty was is. But this summer that I my experience with Bill Brennan this summer is citizen complaints. And there's actually I just talked with Bill two weeks ago about how New Jersey is trying is now has proposals to try and neuter citizens' complaints. To well, and this is one of them. And I think this is one of the things. I don't want to reveal, you know, the conversations we had, uh, but I, I, I do believe that this is one of the concerns of the Murphy administration that if uh, if we're successful. In having standing in in the court opening up standing uh, to the public, that this will encourage a flurry of challenges to governmental actions by the public. That's a good thing, as far as I'm concerned. Of course, it's a good thing that, if you that, care that about. Is, it's a good thing yeah. if you care about the people. Well, and also if you care about the public. Yes, and if you care about the public's confidence in government. If the people feel that they do not have a voice, you know what? They're just going to throw up their arms and say, you know. And by the way, just to divert just a little, 
but this never again student movement against the NRA, it is so enlightening and invigorating. And this is coming from children, from high school students are showing adults that we can stand up to government. And it's part and parcel of what we have to do as a democracy. If we look, we are we have one of the lowest, if not the lowest, participation voter participation in the world in any democracies. That's not good. That's not good for the country. That's not what what America is all about. And this is it's part and parcel of the whole thing of giving the people a voice so that they feel that they have a stake in government. Right now, they feel that they sh- they've been shut out, and in many ways they have, and this is one case where they certainly have. Well, just, just as a, a, a quick aside to continue with what you just said, there was something really uh, – Laura Ingram, uh, conservative, oh, yeah, conservative, oh, something, oh, something. Me, i got to throw up. I'm sorry. A conservative host. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, she she posted something basically bashing on one of the high school students from yeah. Parkland High School. And so that Parkland High School student put out a tweet saying, let's contact each of her. He listed all like 15 of her advertisers with yeah. links to each of their contact information. And it went really viral, like, you know, 70,000 shares or something like that. And one day later, Laura Ingram uh, apologized. apologized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but this is three, I think time. three of our advertisers. I think three of our advertisers actually dropped it. Two, I think two. But what? But whatever it is, it got her to apologize. But this is before your time. But I don't know if you remember. I believe it was. I don't know if you remember Craig Carton uh, no. when he was a shock jock at one hundred one point five. No, I don't live in New Jersey. Um, okay, but he. Okay, so. He was so vicious, attacking all every single group, and he attacked me as a Polish American, um, and called me a Polak, a dumb Polak. Well, I went after him not only on behalf of my my dad, who had to quit school in the eighth grade, you know, to work on the docks to support his family. Uh, but also for every single group that he um, that 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 he attacked, because he he had, he had no boundaries whatsoever. He got kicked out of one hundred one point five because the the we went after the advertisers. So you wow, know, great. Yeah, there, there are many ways. When was it? it? What, around when? Around when was this? Oh, this had to be ten years ago now. You know. Okay. Um, okay. But. Um, so, but this is a good point. And by the way, let me put a, a plug in for my 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 newest uh, my my new endeavor, uh, the Lesniak Institute for Public Advocacy at Kane University. Um, our executive at what university? Kane University up here in uh, Union Township. Um, uh, our executive director, Stephen Goldstein, the the uh, one of the nationally acclaimed civil rights leaders, LGBT leaders, winner of 10 Emmy Awards for Oprah Winfrey. And um, we, our goal is to train the new leadership of America, these young students um, who will be our, our future leaders in getting involved in, in democracy, in, in standing up for the people. So... Um, you know, that, that, I'm, I'm really excited about this in my new life as a non-politician, if you will. Okay. That's, that's great. Could please send me the link, and I'll put that in the description. Oh, sure will. I sure will. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, was, all right, so you were 
told that you don't have standing, and the environmental groups were also told that they don't have standing either. That's, That's correct. Correct. So yeah. is that is that because the law is unjust, or is that because the judge just did a bad interpretation okay. of the law? Well, we're talking about the trial judge. We're talking about the three appellate division panel judges. And we're talking about the uh, Attorney General's office, both under Christie and Murphy. Um, there is plenty of room in the law that on cases of great public magnitude to be very liberal, if you will, very expansive in giving the public a right to be heard. So um, it's enough... The, 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 the law is okay if it's, if it's applied correctly. Uh, but unfortunately, for cases like this, you have to really get up to the Supreme Court uh, for them to, to overturn uh, state, a state action. Um, and that's why we've got to get to the, appellate, uh, to, the, to the Supreme Court. And that's why it's, it's so important. And if we fail here, um, the problem is it's not a question of the law. Now, the courts, we have a three branches of government, and um, you know, we are not allowed to make the rules for the court. The judiciary has final say over their own rules. So um, we could try as we might, and we could tweak the law, uh, You're talking about the legislative branch as a senator, it, state senator. It's, yeah, but it's a it's a separate and uh, equal. Form but, of government. but your point of view of what you're talking about right now is the state yes. senate. Okay. Yes, I mean we could, and and as a legislature to the governor, um, you know, create additional standing, uh, but we can't we can't force that upon the courts. Uh, uh, if they if they want to say that um, no, this is not. The, uh, the 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 way we want to administer our justice in the state, they actually have the right to do that. We have to amend the constitution. I hope it doesn't get that far. It shouldn't get that far. You know, uh, I've been fighting this battle for uh, what three years now. Uh, and by the way, I must admit, I'm fighting it on my own. This is on my dime. Uh, that's okay. It's worth it. Uh, and plus, I love practicing law anyway. It's uh, keeps you uh, active. Yeah, it, it, actually, when I walked into court, because I don't haven't been hadn't been in court for quite a while, even though, you know, I think you may know I've litigated some very very huge cases. I had a, uh, a landmark uh, women's right to choose case, Ponter versus Ponter. I beat the petroleum industry, Lesniak versus the United States. So, you know, the the law is in my uh, in my blood. And when I when I walked into court to argue these cases, I just lit up. It was like I, it was like riding a bicycle. It's just like I had never left. Uh, well, so, there's, I'm going to give a, the, the listeners a link to my article about you, which summarizes a lot of that stuff. Oh, fantastic, wonderful. So anyway, uh, you know, let's keep in touch. As soon as I uh, hear anything new in the case, I'll, I'll let you know. We can bring your listeners up to date. Well, so but before before you go, what sure. what is the next? What are the next steps in the timeline of what's expected? Mm-hmm. You, you are at the appellate court. No, it's the Supreme under- Court. Supreme Court. Uh, you, no, I mean, Supreme I mean, you lost. You just lost. You just lost. We lost. Appellate we, court level. We, lost at, we lost at the Court of Appeals. Uh, we have petitioned the New Jersey uh, Supreme Court to take our appeal. 
Now, if they don't have to, you have one right to appeal, one, all right, and that's to the, to the Court of Appeals. Um, if, if you lose there, the Supreme Court has the discretion to take your case or not. Right now, we're arguing, take our case, please take our case, let the public be heard. Um, and um, that will be decided, hard to tell, um, could, be, could wait to the fall. I don't know enough about their calendar, how they decide these cases. But uh, the next step, the actual next step, will be our reply brief. But most importantly, as I mentioned before, the Senate and the Estate Assembly will submit amicus briefs telling the Supreme Court, let the public be heard, take this case. And, and, that, and that, that will be filed next week. And what about the uh, the environmental groups? Are they are you working hand in hand? Are they just oh absolutely, absolutely yes. Ed Lloyd and I converse on this all the time. We have you know two different. I'm I'm emphasizing the merits of the case in terms of we talked about you know the violation of the spill fat spill act in terms of the uh, uh, deferral of cleanup of Morris Creek. I'm arguing the um, the, the non uh, ability of the uh, public to um, uh, the comment on the 16 other sites uh, and then and and then he's arguing more on the uh, standing issue uh, he has a stronger case on that I have a stronger case so we're, we're, we're working together we're uh, hand in hand that's for sure <laughs> okay um, okay uh, All right. thank you yes yeah, thank you for talking about this uh, it's 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 a shame, um, but I, I, I obviously the Supreme, the New Jersey Supreme Court is as high as you got. It's very unlikely that the that the United States Supreme Court would even consider. No, this, kind this of is thing. purely a state uh, interpretation of state law. So this is it. This is it for okay. us. This is win or lose right here. All right. Well, uh, I obviously wish you luck. I hope it works out. Mm. Um, and uh, thank you for talking with me. Oh, it's my pleasure. And don't, don't, uh, but don't hang up. I have a yeah. question after we stop the recording. Oh, sure. But, but yeah, no. Thank you for talking. Um, I appreciate okay. it. And uh, best of luck. Well, thanks for hearing me, and I'll keep uh, listeners informed every step of the way. All right, great. All right, so hold on, please. Sure. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to Ray, especially for spending the time to talk this through again. Um, about this really important issue. Uh, and thank you to our listeners and our, my, view, my listeners and viewers for supporting this show and my organization and the articles that, that I write. Uh, I'm very grateful. If you are interested in hearing more of these kinds of interviews and the articles that we write, please consider uh, supporting the show and our writing. Um, you can go to http colon slash slash citizensmedia.tv and you can go in the menu and click on contribute or citizensmedia.tv slash contribute. You can do one-time only contribution uh, to PayPal or to uh, GoFundMe or to our PO box um, or you could uh, buy some merchandise and a shirt, a t-shirt I uh, have uh, a few hundred t-shirts in my house that are ready and waiting to go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and easily the most preferred way would be to contribute something small monthly on our Patreon account uh, to become a patron 
uh, even a dollar a month is greatly appreciated. Um, it is a lot of work um, to put these uh, podcasts together and to print the letters to the editor that we get, and uh, especially to do the more long-form uh, writing that I like to do. Um, so thank you very much for being with us. Thank you for being a supporter. Um, a brief story, I have been trying to get into uh, live streaming uh, public meetings. Uh, I've been uh, covering the Morristown Board of Education. I did one for the Morristown uh, special meeting with the Morristown Town Committee, Township Committee, or the Town Council. And uh, I just did my fourth one with the Burlington County Freeholders. And on, unfortunately, with the Burlington County Freeholders, uh, you know, there are half a million people in the district. Uh, but I, you know, I understand people are busy and don't, you know, have, have, have very important things they need to use their money for. So certainly no disrespect intended, but for whatever reason, um, there have not been any contributions towards the freeholder meeting yet. So I was going to stop. I did four meetings uh, and it was just time to stop. Um, but then on the fourth meeting, something dramatic happened. There was some pretty serious tension between uh, one of the Democratic freeholders and some of the other Republican members of the freeholder board and the county prosecutor, who is also a Republican. Um, and it was uh, a lot of fireworks. So the next morning, I received two, f after saying that unfortunately this is going to be my last time, the next morning I get two $50 donations from people who are suddenly excited about this. So I am going back um, and I hope it works out because it's, it's, it's incredibly important. It's, it is incredibly important to have this kind of transparency because, you know, things happen when there isn't scrutiny. And uh, so uh, thank you to all of my supporters uh, to I, I receive many many letters to the editor, um, and that's a, and I really try to make it uh, distinguish how I print them compared to other outlets. You know, allowing long form, allowing more thoughtful. I try and format it nicely and give it links and put unique pictures at the top, and really try and make it stick out. So I am. Uh, very grateful for whatever support that you are willing to do, um, and especially if you're willing to do a small uh, monthly uh, contribution. So thank you.